After an accident, minutes matter. Your words and actions matter even more. You need help, and you need it now. This is David vs. Goliath, brought to you by Dolman Law Group Accident Injury Lawyers, a boutique firm with a reputation for going head-to-head -head with the insurance company giants and putting people over profits. Welcome to another episode of the David vs. Goliath podcast for Dolman Law Group. I'm Matt Dolman. I'm here with uh, my partner in crime and a uh, fellow managing partner at the law firm, Stan Guyte. Hello, everyone. And today we've got Mr. Chris Dreyer once again to go over uh, all things internet and search engine related. So what are we going to discuss now? I know we, we just had Chris on for uh, almost 45 minutes, you know, going over the lay of the land of search engine optimization and the current state of digital marketing. You had an interesting topic that you want to discuss, Dan. You know, this is what I would think most people were, who are looking at this and aren't experts are thinking, okay, so I'm ready to jump in the water. I've got, let's say, $100,000 I'm ready to commit towards internet, you know, internet marketing. You know, how do I spend that money? It, you know, do I just, what do I do? What are my options? You know, it's, it's like, I don't know anything. So for me, there's a lot of ways you can answer this. The first thing is, is I would say, you know, what's your acumen? Like, where are you already getting cases? If you're already getting cases from a channel, like maximize that channel. If you're looking to spend $100,000 in SEO right now in the PI space, that's probably not enough for most major metros. Well, let me ask you this. What about my website? You know, first thing, I guess, you know, if I'm running an SEO campaign and I get people to a crappy website, I'm wasting my money, right? Yeah, you should definitely have a website. You know, th the way I look at this is... When we're talking a low dollar investment, it's like boots on the ground, right? Your grassroots, like shaking hands, meeting people for breakfast, you know, getting those referrals. What are the cases that they don't want? Give me those cases to kind of build at least some get into the game, so to speak. And then I would love to ask this, you know, what do you guys think a percentage of the top line should go to marketing? You know, what what should a PI firm be be budgeting for advertising? At least 20%. You know, I've heard people say treat it as a one-third partner, you know, that your advertising should get one-third of the profits, and that, that if you treat your advertising as a one-third partner in your business, you'll do good. You know, I don't know if that how that rule of thumb plays out, but that's what I've heard. Yeah, I would say that is not being implemented by the mass majority of your peers, because I completely agree. 20 to 30% minimum of the top line. Yeah, Stan, Stan and I have been uh, like, we made it like a 70, 80% partner in the last uh, year and a half when we've grown this firm. Well, and, and you know that, I'm going to tell you, and, and Chris, this is a good topic to get into because I, I've been on both sides of this, okay? I've, I've been the firm that doesn't have the massive website. Now I'm over here, partners of Matt, we've got a massive website and internet presence. And, you know, when you're out there and you've got limited resources to spend, you got $100,000, like, Okay, I, I want to spend this on, you know, internet. Like, what even, like, who do you write the check to? What are your options? That's a really tough question. And I would say a lot of times you want to go with someone that has the expertise, right? So, so you and Matt teaming up, amazing. Matt is a brilliant marketer. He, he's one of the best attorney marketers I know. So you put your $100,000 and you tell Matt, like, hey, where, where should we invest this? And it's based upon the current state of your firm. Obviously, there's table stakes things. You got to have a great website. You need to have at least your base social media put up. 
to start to create that brand. But again, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, I, I still look at the boots on the ground, table stakes, referral, whether you call it account executives where you have your attorneys meeting other attorneys in the in the area or and I know it kind of gets in a gray area of of what we can and can't do, but referrals are going to be really good at the beginning. And then I just think investing into the channels that are already delivering leads. You know, there's pay-per-click, you're just going to waste your money for a hundred thousand bucks. That's what I'm saying. If I don't know what I'm doing, okay, and I go, I want to invest in internet advertising, okay. I go out there, mm -hmm. I would be, hey, let me Google. You know, what's the best way to spend a hundred thousand on internet advertising and see what came up. Okay. I'm I'm sure probably eighty percent of that is stuff I would have wasted my money on had I invested in it. You know, so kind of what are they looking for? Is it are you looking for someone to help optimize your search engine capacity? Are you looking for someone, you know, when you've got that kind of budget, or are you looking to kind of become part of a bigger group? Like, hey, you know, I'd like a, a smaller piece of a bigger entity, or, or is it better to strike out on your own? Does that make sense? Yeah. There's multiple questions at once, but yeah, it makes sense. I think your goal is to have as big a digital footprint as you possibly can. And that's there's numerous ways to have a digital footprint. It's not just your website. It's off-site tools such as, I don't know, you could LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. I mean, we yeah. can go on and on. But it's, it's developing. It's getting a site that actually has a, a digital footprint, that, it get, that has visibility. It's all about visibility. Yeah, social can get you a lot of attention for a relatively low cost, right? And it's there's a lot of sweat equity that goes into it in creating content. If you're trying to break into some of the old traditional mediums like TV or radio, I mean, that's like a hundred thousand bucks is like a monthly budget like mm -hmm. minimum in, in most markets. So I would say, you know, social media would be a great opportunity. Also, there, I know you guys had Bob Simon uh, on recently. He has the Justice HQ. So they kind of what Stan, you're talking about, how they'll kind of pull together their resources and kind of refer cases back and forth. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but I think it kind of. Bob is an innovator. Why that's brilliant is one, Bob's one of the best trial attorneys in the country. So he has a pool of lawyers who will use Bob for trial work. But more importantly, you have all these lawyers that are able to work together in, in like almost a cooperative space and share thoughts and feedback on how to tackle the insurance company on their cases. I mean, Bob has a guy, a guy named Gary Dordick and a couple other big trial lawyers there. That, they all work with some of the younger lawyers and you're picking the brain of some of the best guys in the field that can help you. You know, I think the, I heard, you know, we talk about Mr. Morgan and Morgan mm -hmm. a lot. He, he talks about bullet, bullets before bombs, right? So you, you, you pick a channel, you kind of go in and when it starts to, when you start to see it work, you're all in. You have to kind of experiment and, and Look, learn by your failures and and who which which digital agencies not to use, which which strategies not to use, which channels mm -hmm. not to use. And then eventually you find the ones that work and you're like, boom, you go all in. Local service ads today is really strong, right? SEO is really strong, but some of these, the barrier to entry to even do them is incredibly high. It's certainly over a hundred thousand yep. dollars. But I would say sweat equity and social media would probably give your your biggest bang for your buck for a low. And I think, Stan, to answer your question, too, you have to be very careful if you go all in with, uh, especially digital marketing agencies. A lot of them are little more than snake oil salesmen or charlatans, and they're doing the same exact cookie-cutter strategy for 30, 40 different law firms. A lot of times, they'll also work with multiple law firms if in the same market. So you're competing. Your own competition has the same exact guy developing their strategy as well. That's, that's one of the things. I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to ask that before was, 
How does that work? You get these, like, if I know I get advertisements from digital marketing companies, right, to say, hey, we've looked at your firm. We think we'd just be able to put you guarantee first page placement. And then you look and it's, you know, on the service list for the email of two plus 65 others. Okay. And they're promising everyone first placement, uh, you know, on Google. And here's the other thing. There's another 65 companies promising everyone first page on Google. And when you scroll right off the bat, I'll stop you there. If somebody's if somebody's telling you they're going to get you on the first page in Google, not just walk, run. It's a, especially in the field of personal injury, it's almost impossible to guarantee that. You might get to the first page in a couple mm-hmm. of terms, but to make the blanket statement, we can guarantee we're going to get you there. Well, what black hat tactics are going to use to get you on the first page, which eventually will catch the eyes of Google and their algorithm? and get you listed, blacklisted and get you banned from Google or kicked off the site or put in Google's penalty box where they delist you for a period of time. And Chris and I have seen that happen all, over and over again to different law firms throughout the country who got suckered in or hoodwinked into working with these snake oil salesmen who promised them the world. And they were able to deliver them first page results by using black hat tactics that eventually caught Google's eyes. And Google will always catch you. Or do you just... I mean, I was wondering, my thing is, do they just get you, and, and Matt, you hit on this, do they just get you on the first page for obscure terms that don't matter? That too, but they, they could get you in the first page for very important terms, but you're not going to stay there. The whole goal is to stay there. You might stay there for a couple of weeks. Remember, this is such a, and I'm not here to cut Chris off, but this is such a competitive, hyper-competitive industry. There's so many digital marketing agencies that constantly, they spam the hell out of our Google listing every single day, our local listing. So they're watching you. They're watching the guys who are, who are in the top. And if you're at the top, you're a target. And if you're doing things improperly, you're going to eventually get nailed. Yeah, look, there are so a lot of times personal injury attorneys they, they think, hey, you know, we're we're doing contingency work. Why don't we work with an SEO agency that does contingency work? Well, the issue with that is the most of the SEO agencies that that charge like that, they're gonna do exactly what Matt said. They're gonna do all these black hat tactics. And if you rank number one, cool, they win. But if not, they don't lose, but you lose because now your site's tanked. You got all these spam links. You got all this spam content. Your brand's killed. And that's how those individuals operate. The other thing that, that it's talked about a lot is that geographic exclusivity that you're talking about, Stan, and the competitors. That kind of originated from TV and radio because they own the distribution. The moment you go to the radio station, they have X amount of slots. TV, they have X amount of slots. So they can offer things like because they already own the distribution. Or Google, when you work with an SEO agency, we can manipulate search by creating content, creating links and all these things. But the one thing that we can't manipulate is your office location. So that's why if your office is 10 miles away from a competitor, maybe even in the same city, when you go to Google your search result, you may the results may be different based upon where you're physically located. So... That's one of the challenges is giving away exclusivity from an SEO perspective. Although I do say do think that it's very wise to limit the number of firms that that an agency can work with to two to three at most in a market, or if they're right on top of each other, to one. But it, but in most cases, it's different than like radio and TV. Like Stan, for instance, we're statewide, so it's hard to say, Chris, you can't have any other clients in the state of Florida. That's not realistic. But if we had, if he was representing maybe. Morgan and Morgan or uh, Farrah and Farrah or I don't know, name another big Tampa firm that has a huge media presence, we might be a little bit worrisome about that idea because now we're going to have a very, it's almost like a cookie cutter strategy. It's hard to compete 
You're, you're competing against your biggest competitors who are also represented by the same digital marketing agency. Okay, now let me bring you up. You said black hat stuff. This I'm going to tell you my own sort of story. Mm-hmm. When I brought up the old decrepit yellow pages, right? And I don't know whether we were with yellow book or yellow pages. I don't know that there's a distinction between the two, and I don't want to disparage one over the other. But whichever one we were using at the time became ineffective. And of course, well, hey, we call it the yellow pages to find out what we should do about the yellow pages becoming ineffective. And of course, we end up with like yellow book managing our internet SEO because now this is what they've gone into. Yellow book or yellow, I can't remember which one. So I don't want to slander one versus the other. But anyway, so we get in, we pay them, we get absolutely nothing for results. We get no nothing out of it. We're spending like 15000 a month and we decide, all right, we're done. You know, we're canceling this contract over. It's useless. Like two months later, Google comes up and says, you know, hey, we're, your website's being removed from Google entirely. Not just like said, like, like if people go to Papa and Gype, which was my old firm, we're not having it up. It's gone. OK, because they were doing stuff they weren't supposed to do. I had to pay someone good money to go in and like figure out all the stuff that was done and had to be undone to do that. So talk a little. What is that? Like what's going on there? So this is a big thing here for those listening. When you see these SEO agencies that charge your low retainers, and when I, when I say low in the PI space, I'm saying these 2 to 5K retainers. When you see this, there's not enough investment for them to go out and do the actions they need to move the needle. Yep. Content costs a lot of money. Labor costs a lot of money. Even if you're doing international arbitrage, right? Even if you're... And there's art, you know, you can get overseas employees to kind of low, lower this. So what they do is they'll get these really cheap links. They'll go get these Fiverr gig links, these other cheap links, and they just blast sites. And again, that's all they can do because they're they're afraid to say what it really costs to invest into the service. And me and Matt have these conversations. It's like, look, our minimum investment right now is 15K a month. It's not because I want to hike it up. It's what I need to get the results. I can't charge two to $5,000 in the PI space. Yeah, maybe bankruptcy, maybe criminal defense, some of these, maybe a super small city. But in most of the major metros, you've got to have a big investment. So what they're doing is they're going to buy these cheap links, get terrible content written by AI, and then they're throwing it at your website because, you know, it's, it's not, who cares if they mess up? It's, it's on you. So that's what happens. Yeah, I'll leave you with this. If they're from a foreign country, especially from India, Japan or China, if they're promising you they're going to get you on the first page and they're charging under $10,000 per month, run. That's Do not hire those companies. Those are the companies that will absolutely screw you over and leave you high and dry and likely with a Google penalty. There are good SEO agencies out there. They're, they're, it's just a lot of times people don't understand. It's the digital agencies that don't niche down into legal or PI specifically. They don't understand the competition. Of course. You guys know the competition. Hell, when you drive in Florida, the only billboards you see are by yep. PI attorneys. Those are the only ones you see. When you turn on daytime television, the only yep. ads are PI attorneys. SEO is no different. You have to do way more. It's just completely, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. So that's why it's just these lower investments that used to work in the past. They used to no longer work. They're, they're, it's not sufficient enough from a labor perspective to get the things done to move the needle. Yeah, I'll leave off that, you know, as we finish this podcast now. Um, if you're hiring a digital marketing agency, look for law firms as references. And law firms that have been with that digital marketing agency for more than a year, 
that's enough track record to show if there's been results and they're able to stay in the what we call search engine result placements in the SERPs and rank for a number of keywords for a long period of time, that duration will tell you that this is a company that's actually doing something proper. Otherwise, it would have been nailed and, and hit by Google by that point. Google's yep. algorithms are so intelligent and they keep getting better and better and better. Yeah. There's nothing worse, Matt, than if we sign a client and we do all this great work and four months in, they're like, peace. Well, yeah, it takes, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like three months later, they start going up and they're like, oh, my new agency's so good. Look, look what they're doing. I'm like, no, that was me. I did that. It takes a while. Yeah, it does take a little while. Well, really appreciate having you out again, Chris. Fantastic guest as always. Yeah, such a fun conversation. I love, I love these uh, conversations about marketing. Yeah, I always learn a lot, and I'm always the most ignorant one in the group, so I kind of feel like I dumb it down, and hopefully everyone picks up a little bit from it. Stan you always sells himself short. Here when it, Stan's the brains of the operation. Uh, he just his Digital marketing is not his area because he's a trial lawyer. He's in court all the time. Turning on the computer is not my area. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure. No, I thought you asked great questions. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yep, always fun. Thank you. This episode of David vs. Goliath is over, but your journey is just getting started. To share your story with us, visit dolmanlaw.com. That's D-O-L-M-A-N-Law.com. Or call 866-965-6242. The insights and views presented in David vs. Goliath are for general information purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. The information presented is not a substitute for consulting with an attorney, nor does tuning into this podcast constitute an attorney-client relationship of any kind. Any case result information provided on any portion of this podcast should not be understood as a promise of any particular result in a future case. Dolman Law Group. Big firm results. Small firm personal attention. 